0: This is It Was a Thing on TV.
1: Total something like this to me. It's a... Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... The Dregs of Humanity! Episode 228, the 2021 Year in Review. The 2021 Year in Review... Lasted from January 1st, 2021 to December 31st, 2021 for 365 days of the year.
2: Yeah, in case you haven't figured it out, this is the year in review spectacular where we talk about all the big happenings on television this year that will become the things on TV in the future. Like the Baron Zemo dance.
1: Dun, 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 dun.
0: They're both doing it right now. and just saying. Yes,
1: yes. That was the big thing in the spring of 2021. Everyone was doing the Baron Zemo dance, and by everyone, I just mean myself and Daniel Brühl.
2: By the way, Daniel Brühl, he doesn't get typecast as
1: the German heel. Not at all. No, not not especially in The Kingsman. Go see The Kingsman.
0: Just like Mr. Whipple doesn't get (laughs) cast as the drunk.
1: Or the guy from The Last Precinct being typecast as Elvis. Hey, he did that to himself.
2: (laughs) But, But anyway, we have a lot to talk about and not a lot of time, so let's get right to it with the worst of 2021. And of course, we can't talk about the worst of 2021 without talking about the worst game show reboot of 2021, which is actually a pretty good show, except for one teeny, tiny, teeny bitty, bitty microscopic little thing.
0: Just the one?
1: Host.
0: Just oh. one? Oh. oh, I think it's horrible.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, it's pretty horrible. It is horrible. But, course, but
0: but in spite of it being so horrible, it's getting a second season.
1: Right. Because yeah. Fox doesn't have anything.
2: Well, And the, and the thing of it is, it, it's like the prize budget is a joke. And when you're not giving that much away to begin with, you can afford to have, you know, the ratings that they have. I mean, they get a 0. 0.7.
1: Do you know what's up against here in New York? Do you want to know?
2: What's it up against in New York?
1: Okay. On Channel 2, Entertainment Tonight. Channel 4, Access Hollywood. Channel 7, Wheel of Fortune. WWOR Channel 9, Family Feud. And on WPX Channel 11, reruns of Young Sheldon. Okay, you know what it's up against here? What's it- um, looking up
2: here, here in Raleigh-Durham. As I look up the, um, as I look up, look it up in the TV guide here. Here we go. It comes on at eleven thirty at night, which means it is up against on CW twenty two, TMZ, on W R A L, The Tonight Show, on CBS seventeen, The Late Show on ABC 11 Jimmy Kimmel Live on Fox 50 off broadcast reruns of Young Sheldon and that's it that's it
0: you see and here it airs in prime time we get a full hour from 8 to 9 p.m. so it goes up against all the big stuff all the big uh,
1: stuff the big 3 or the so big no four one's show. watching it yeah, you're either in dead or watching something good.
0: Well, I, I will give it a shred of credit because it is sandwiched between two hours of Family Feud. That'll do it. Hour, it's got an hour of feud before it. The power it, of feud. Steve compels you, and it's got an hour of feud after it. So, right in that sandwich, that block is is the is the, you bet your life. But yeah, it's just so bad. And I say that in spite of a good friend of the show uh, who's going to be on it sometime next year.
2: Yeah, she was supposed to be on it last week, but they flipped some shows around. And
0: Well, there must be two friends then, because I'm talking about a he.
2: Oh, you were talking about a he? I'm talking about a she.
0: Okay. So two of our friends are supposed to be on it. Mm-hmm. Good.
1: All right. So we go from that to... Uh... One of the most. <laughs> this is so amazing. Okay. All Elite Wrestling, AEW on TNT had a great year. Of course, they got former WWE wrestlers CM Punk and Brian Danielson in the middle of the year. But earlier this year, in the main event at Revolution 2021 between Kenny Omega and Jon Moxley, they had. An exploding time bomb death match in the main event. And the whole thing... Yes. An exploding time bomb barbed wire death match between Kenny Omega and Sean Moxley. And the whole big thing in the match was, oh my god, the ring, it's going to explode at any moment. And then they get to the end of the the ring is supposed to explode there's going to be these big explosions and you're thinking to yourself oh my god this is going to be so amazing right you're going to have like these ex- I wonder what the explosions are going to be I wonder what the pyrotechnics are going to be for the big explosion when the bomb goes off and um well here we go and whatever sound effect was not added by me Three, two, no. one. Oh my. Oh my God. And I did not add that sound effect. But yeah, Osley. that's. That was it. What? What the? <laughs> that so was. So to
2: review a bunch of pyrotechnics and then
1: somebody farted. No, that was added by somebody. Oh, Let's oh! that it. would have
0: been great if it wasn't added by somebody.
1: <laughs> it would have, but nobody thought it. that was just whoever uploaded the video. I couldn't find the full video. on un- That's the best I could find. But, but basically,
0: yeah. since this is not a video podcast, there was no explosion. There was no, uh, it was
1: like, there was like a little poof of explosion. And I was like, poof! yeah. It's like if you've ever seen prices right when
0: they do Golden Road, they have those cauldrons on the two sides that shoot out the, 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 the fireworks or, or sparklers or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about Yeah, I don't know. Uh, imagine that, but at maybe about a quarter capacity. It was just like a little, you know, a
1: yeah. little twinkle. Yeah probably why the foreign effect was added by whoever uploaded that
2: yeah by the way i have the i i basically have the the two sentence synopsis on truth by consensus wikipedia after the match kenny omega dot gallows and carl anderson continued to beat down moxley until the one minute timer began counting down for the ring to explode the three departed but before the ring could explode, Eddie Kingston ran down to try to save Moxley. Kingston was not able to unhandcuff Moxley and covered Moxley to protect him from the lackluster explosion. <laughs> Medical personnel tended to both wrestlers as the show went off the air. Kenny
0: Omega may
2: be a tough son of a <laughs> but he can't make an
0: exploding ring worth
1: it. Well, guys, if you can believe it, it's not the most embarrassing thing associated with Tony Khan in 2021. Am I right?
0: (laughs) See? You lost to the Jets. No, beyond that. But also, don't forget
1: Urban Meyer. That's all.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Next, we're going to go with... Oh, Mike, you've been looking forward to this all year.
0: Well, no, no, I don't think I've been looking forward to it all year, especially considering uh, I haven't seen it for maybe about 10 months. Um, But uh, actually one of the first things that happened this year uh, on January 2nd of 2021, there was a cartoon that debuted in Denmark and it was, it was for kids, believe it or not. And you're probably saying, well, yeah, cartoons are meant for kids. Well, this cartoon, maybe not. It's called John Dillermond and there's something very special about John Dillermond. Uh, specifically his prehensile penis. I'm not kidding. <laughs> this and, is and, and, for and, kids. And this is for kids. And uh, he uses it to like grab onto like telephone poles and trees. He he, he like gets a, a a frisbee stuck from uh, in a tree out of a tree by, by you know, use your imagination, but but this actually made headlines on CNN again within the first couple of days of the uh, the new year, and it looks like it's still on the air. It's not canceled. Twenty episodes have aired thus far, believe it or not. But yeah, that, that's a cartoon in Denmark. John Dillerman, the guy with a uh, prehensile penis, apparently.
2: Yeah, and the executive behind this show has gone on record as saying that part of the show's ambition was to make children's content that dares to tackle embarrassing, difficult, quirky, and funny topics, that it was about being true to oneself and one's flaws, and that it acknowledged children's curiosity about human bodies. He said that the series was as desexualized as it could possibly get, and that it was developed together with the child psychologist and other professionals who reviewed the scripts to ensure that children wouldn't misinterpret what they saw.
0: Okay, Chief. Boy, I'd say we need a palate cleanser after that one, but I don't think what's coming up next is a palate oh, cleanser.
1: Jesus, no. Oh, no. oh no. Jesus, no! No! Oh, Jesus, no! No, this is, this no. is where we insert no, the no, gift no, no. of Jack Nicholson going, no, 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 no!
2: no. No, 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 damn, damn, damn. This was the big game show story of 2021, which is basically Jeopardy! in 2021. The good, the bad, and the oh-so-ugly. The good, we have guest hosts raising almost $3 million for charity the bad
1: yeah we got one of the worst decisions in history
2: i was like how could you get it so very wrong and how could you let dr oz be a part of it
1: anyway (laughs) could you believe that dr oz is not even the second worst jeopardy host of 2021 who did something disgusting this year
2: And then, you know what, let's just rip the Band-Aid off. After, <laughs> seems like after nine months of, or seven months of all of this going on, all this hang wringing about who's going to host the next era of Jeopardy, Mike Richards steps up and says, I have found the perfect person to host Jeopardy from this day forward.
1: Myself. What a shocker. He pulled a Dick shady. Yep. I
0: think we all knew that was going to happen. I mean, honestly, you look at Mike Richards, and I honestly think he has the sincerity of a used car salesman. I wouldn't trust the guy with a thing. I knew he was going to end up being the host just because he's that type of person. He's a creep. Oh, but, hey, you want to get into creepy and Mike Richards? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, this is
2: where the internet comes to the rescue. Because Thank you, Claire McNair. Yes, yeah, Claire McNair, the reigning queen of all things Jeopardy general knowledge. She literally wrote the book on it, answers in the form of questions. By the way, good read. Pick it up. She did some digging, and she found... Oh, God, what didn't she find? She found... Misogyny, she found racism, she found sexism. Basically, Mike Richards, you were being a bad little boy.
0: Yeah, this is when he had a podcast. I think it was around 2013 or so. Uh, so he would have been uh, executive producer of Price is Right. And for some reason, I remember it existing. I remember reading about it somewhere back in the day. But apparently it took Claire eight years later to find the podcast again and just blow the entire cover off of Mike Richards and show how much of a scumbag he is.
2: Yep. To the point where, you know what, I don't know if this was a sort of resign or be fired situation, but it wouldn't shock me if it was.
0: I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, he was under that much scrutiny.
2: But yeah, this was basically Mike Richards hosted one week of Jeopardy! and then stepped down.
1: And then was replaced by Ken Jennings.
2: And Mayim Bialik. Don't forget Mayim Bialik. Well, in naming Mike Richards as the new host, they they also said that Mayim Bialik was going to be hosting primetime specials like the upcoming uh, National College Tournament, which I... Really looking forward to on
1: ABC, yes.
2: But when Mike Richards stepped down, Ken Jennings and Mayim Bialik basically played musical chairs with the hosts, and yeah. it's going to be like that till the end of the season in July.
0: And was, I wouldn't—it's going to be that way until probably Mayim Bialik's series uh, "Call Me Cat, gets canceled.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised that it, they name Ken the permanent host. I
2: wouldn't be surprised either. Actually, if they chose one over the other, hell, if they kept the status quo, it would not shock me.
0: No, I'd have no issues with that. I think they're both equally good. And yeah, I, I think getting my Bialik for special tournaments and whatnot, definitely a way to play it given, especially you know, if Call Me Cat sticks around for four or five seasons, she can use it as a little side hustle, if you will.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't think it's going to last four or five seasons, but just no. throwing that possibility out there. Yeah. Well, don't forget that Dick Clark, back in the day, he had shows on three networks at the same time. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. He, had, he had Bandstand on ABC. He had bloopers and practical jokes on NBC. And he had Pyramid on CBS. So if anybody could juggle a schedule like Dick could, yeah, uh, there should be no issues with Jeopardy and, and Call Me Cat. Or Seacrest, or Seacrest, or uh, Michael Strahan oh, doing yeah. Good Morning America and the Pyramid
1: and doing Fox football coverage. Yeah, yeah, that's nothing for him. So yeah, that was the Mike Richards Jeopardy debacle, and um,
2: no, well, let's never speak of it again.
1: Never. Yeah. Well, speaking of disappointment, oh Chico. Oh,
2: oh we great. talked
1: about this earlier this year, but
2: yeah. Okay, Wall Division, the very first sort of mainline MCU TV series. Started off really good, but it sort of pulled a Game of Thrones in which it sort of just threw had up its, its head. hands at, at the but... ending. Okay.
1: It had its head completely up its ass.
2: Basically. And In case you don't know what the whole premise is. The- <laughs> Spoil it, it! Wanda Maximoff has basically conjured an alternate reality within the city of Westview, New Jersey, in which she's basically going through the history of television sitcom in seven weeks, in which she is the picture-perfect wife to Vision, who is the picture-perfect husband, even though he's a bit of solid state. And then there's because he's a kids. robot. It,
1: yeah, because he's a
2: robot. Yes, he's. A robot. And then and then there's some kids involved. Fake Quicksilver gets involved somehow. And then there are agents of not agents of Shield.
1: Agents of Sword. Agents of Sword. Who are led by this bad guy who is the worst bad guy ever.
2: The worst bad guy ever.
1: Yes, Steve Bannon. No, 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 no. (laughs) Even more incompetent than Steve Bannon, if you can believe that. Oh,
2: wow. Who could possibly be worse than Steve Bannon?
1: That guy who I can't even remember the name of. He was so terrible. His character on WandaVision. (laughs) I don't even remember the guy's name. All I can remember is, God, this villain sucks. Acting director Tyler Hayward, played by Josh
2: Stamberg.
1: Oh, God.
2: Oh, God. It's so bad, we can't even remember what his name was.
1: He's so bad. Dane DeHaan in Amazing Spider-Man 2 was better as a villain than him.
2: Damn, dude. Sort of the wham moment, the moment where the show just hits its creative and plotline peak, was where... Agatha is revealed as a witch named Agatha Harkness. And everything that was happening to everyone in Westview, Wanda, and Vision included, they wrote a song about it. Yeah. It was Agatha all along.
1: We won't play because we don't want to get copyright striped.
2: But suffice it to say, she sent fake Quicksilver And she killed the dog. Oh! And I killed the dog, too!
1: But the finale... Let's just get this out of the way. It was... f***ing terrible.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean... It's basically... Okay.
1: Hey, let's fool people into thinking, hey, we're bringing the X-Men Quicksilver into WandaVision, and you could have possibly... Made people excited about the whole thing with the multiverse. But nope, we're gonna do a (laughs) joke. Remember back in 2019, Chica, when Sony and Marvel were fighting over the Spider-Man rights, and Sony was saying, you know what, we think Kevin Feige is, like, too busy with all these projects to pay attention to what's going on. I'm starting to think maybe Sony had a point.
2: Uh, yeah. Because I don't know if you mentioned this, but Quicksilver is not Wanda's brother. Evan Peters was playing a guy named Ralph Bonner. Let's
1: Who's just completely let's just completely waste Evan Peters in this show. Let's not even tease him that he's Mephesto. Nope! Let's f everybody just so we can jerk each other let's off. F-
2: the timeline! THE TIMELINE!
1: F- THE TIMELINE! Between that and the f- twist with Taskmaster and Black Widow, Jack Schaefer's writing is on par with some of the crappy episodes of Twin Peaks Season 2 after Laura's killer was revealed.
0: Good god, I'm gonna have to do a bunch of censoring.
2: It was that annoying of an ending, Mike.
1: It was that crappy- oh, and also, Monica Rambo is the dumbest f***ing character in history. Explain how, because... We talked about it, Chico. She said to Wanda, oh, these people in Westview who you mind effed the whole series, they won't understand what you sacrificed for them. You're an idiot. So it's like, either
2: they do understand or they don't understand and they don't care. It's like, this lady mind-raped me for like seven episodes. What the hell?
1: Basically, the only reason Monica Rambo, of the character, is in this show is so that they cannot bother to explain her origin in Captain Marvel 2. That's the only reason why she's in this show. She was a completely pointless character.
2: By the way, speaking of, she's actually informed by a scroll in the end that a friend of her mother's, that is, the mother who previously met. In Captain Captain Marvel Marvel 1. Captain Marvel 1 wants to meet
1: her. Her. It's Nick Fury.
2: Which I guess puts the seed in New Avengers or Young Avengers or Anti-Avengers or whatever Avengers they're planning on for the rest of the Whatever.
1: I did not care for this. The fact that this was the first thing in the MCU in 18 months... And we got that. Just ticked me off. And I know, Chico, we talked about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which, conversely,
2: is amazing.
1: Yeah. But the finale, a lot of people had problems with. But you know what? I thought, compared to WandaVision, it was so much better.
2: If you had a problem with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale, I'm sorry. You just have a problem with life.
1: Yeah. I think most of the finale had to do with the post-credit scene in Falcon the Winter Soldier, but I'm just going by the theory that that Sharon Carter is a scroll. So,
2: me too. Are we right? Are we wrong? Stay
1: Who tuned. knows? Mike doesn't know what we're talking about, so whatever.
2: Uh, that's you know what. That's okay. <laughs> that's,
1: that's okay. Oh. Speaking of horrible disappointments on streaming services... Okay, so... And,
0: and wait, wait. And, and also speaking of things that I don't give a turn about.
2: Okay, so I wanted to talk about the most disappointing animation to live-action adaptation on television in 2021. But I would be invoking my sister's wrath if I did not bring up the Loud House Christmas. So, There's that. However, there is one that's worse than even that. The Netflix version of Cowboy Bebop. Which, you know, in retrospect, I should have just looked at the trailers and thought, because you looked at the trailers, those were some awesome-looking trailers. I mean, those were absolutely killer-looking trailers. I should have known. That that was as good as the show was going to get. And the thing of it is, the show wasn't necessarily bad. Not like bad like in last episode of WandaVision bad. The thing of it is, it was faithful to a fault. I mean, when Westworld aired on HBO, they made a point to separate it from the source material. Cowboy Bebop made no such effort. Wow. I mean, they basically tried to stay as close to the source material as they could without doing much to grow any of the characters or any of the situations. I'm thinking to myself, you know, if I wanted to watch this, I would just watch the anime again. Because, I don't know if you, either of you have seen the original animated series.
1: I'm, I've it never is, seen it.
2: It is a damn good animated series. It is classic.
1: Well, that's it's what people tell me.
2: It's classic. You need to take, like, half your day out. Because all 26 episodes of the original animated series are now on Netflix.
1: Okay. Well, I don't have Just, Netflix anymore, so...
2: Okay, well... Well, there you go. Well, it's like, save yourself the trouble... You know, and the thing of it is, this cast was an amazing cast. Uh, John Cho, Mustafa Shakir, Daniela Pineda. Just an amazing cast.
1: That's what disappointed me, because I like John Cho. I know. Yeah. Well, hopefully this means we'll get Harold and Kumar 4 eventually. I can only dream. We're long overdue for a new Harold and Kumar movie.
2: Hey, is Cal Penn doing anything? No, he did did that show on Food Network that nobody remembers.
1: I say something else, but I'm not going to.
0: Well, I guess that means we go on to our next topic, and this one I think we can file under Desperation Moves by Big Celebrities. (laughs) This is a total WTF move, if there ever was one. And what I'm talking about is this year, there's been a proliferation of ads for Slotomania, which is an app which basically simulates playing slot machines. It's a slot machine
2: game app, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I used to play it. Admittedly, it was like six or seven years ago on Facebook. But uh, so... They got a celebrity, and uh, and this celebrity portrays a finger in these ads. (laughs) He portrays a thumb. He portrays a thumb, yeah. And I want to know how desperate John Goodman was to take this. uh, They must have given him a lot of money. John Goodman plays the thumb, the finger in these ads that's, like, swiping and and hitting the, 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 the touch screen and whatnot. And they're just, first off, creepy ads, bizarre ads.
2: They are really creepy.
0: it, It really, what it reminds me of, and we could make a tie into the Hulk Hogan commercials that we talked about a while ago. When you have like a Japanese commercial that all of a sudden has some random celebrity on it, Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger or Hulk Hogan, what the heck are they doing in a Japanese commercial? That's sort of what this reminds me of. What the heck is John Goodman doing promoting this? I mean, did did the money dry up? Was he that desperate? Is he not getting paid enough to do the Connors? It's just so weird
1: and bizarre. Are the royalty checks from Roseanne not arriving on time lately? I don't know. Maybe maybe somebody wanted some cheese on their burger. I don't know.
0: It's just one of those things that might be one of the weirdest career moves. Now, admittedly, it wasn't a full-time career move because he still has the Connors and whatnot. But still, it's like of all the gigs, they gave you that much money or they enticed you that much to be in that. It it Mm. makes no sense to me.
1: Yeah, I know.
0: Well, money talks. You know what they say.
1: Hey, I mentioned... Dr. Oz was not the second most problematic Jeopardy host in 2021. Oh, so, so let's talk about him right now.
0: Well, no, no, no. The most problematic Jeopardy host is who we mentioned earlier. This would be probably the third most problematic. No, I said no. It? Dr. Okay. Oz is
1: the third most problematic. Okay. This is the, hey, the thing of it is, okay. Wasn't problematic
2: it. when he started. He became no. problematic. Later. Yeah, Of course, we're talking about... Aaron
1: Rodgers!
2: Relax. I'm not vaccinated, I'm immunized.
1: Oh. And we're talking about... The terrible interview he gave to Pat McAfee. That had the internet just go absolutely nuts. Nope. Like... What the hell? I'll tell you a true story, okay? Now, I saw the news broke the day before. I was coming home from work the next day. I decided to take a nap at 1 p.m. after I was done with my shift. And I thought, oh, I'll take a nap. Surely nothing is going to happen in the next two hours while I take a nap. And then two hours later, I wake up and I hear I see a bunch of messages on my phone saying, Aaron Rodgers did What? He said, What? <laughs> it was like, Dude, like, oh, I'm, I get my medical advice from Joe Rogan? What? What? Who gets advice of any
0: kind from Joe Rogan? Who? Thank you, yes.
1: And you know the sad part is the he the great you know the sad part is he's also the least problematic quarterback with questionable health practices in the NFC.
2: <laughs> oh, do I even want to know what? N- you know what? I don't want to know. I do not want to know.
0: You know who Greg's talking about. He's only been talking about this guy for like 20 years. Yeah, I know. The number 12 down in Tampa. I know. In case I had to spell it out for you.
1: I know. (laughs) Are you going to spell that out with syringes, Mike?
0: Oh, good night, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, and whenever there's an O or an A, I'm going to use a deflated football, sort of shape it in, in, in a
1: circular form. We're talking about Tom Brady! Hey, I've managed to deflate this show pretty much. Do you want me to deflate this show even more by segwaying into a Dan Schneider joke? Oh no. (laughs) Because Chico, we're going into our final topic of this portion. And that is the Head of the Class reboot on HBO Max. Coming and going after one season.
2: Yep. Well, I can tell you where they have the problem. Isabella Gomez, as good of an actor as she is, looks like one of the students. Yes. The problem is, she's a teacher. And this was, what, two or three years after One Day at a Time? Which, by the way, should never have gotten canceled. What the hell were you thinking, Pop?
1: Yeah, come on.
2: And we're supposed to believe her as a teacher. She's the most believable, grown-up, kitty looking grown-up since Johnny Depp on 21 Jump Street. <laughs> or David Cassidy, Man Undercover.
1: Future entry, David Cassidy, Man Undercover.
2: Meanwhile, the students are no better. We have a caricature, another caricature. Another caricature? Oh, yeah. And another caricature.
0: So you mean it's pretty much like the original show then?
1: Well. But the original show, though, was good. Yeah. But they were very
0: stereotypical
1: caricatures, essentially. But it was the 80s.
0: I know it was a different time, list PC and all that, but... yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah. But also, I mean, just in my mind... If I'm looking at 80s slash early 90s shows to reboot, is Head of the Class necessarily even in the top quarter of the list? Probably no,
1: not. no, no, no. It was a good show, but I mean, it's not like it's,
0: it's like... not one people vividly remember. Let's say, no. like, Perfect Strangers. Oh, Everybody perfect, yeah. loves Perfect it's Strangers. Like the
2: only okay, the only thing that Head of the Class, well, one of the only things. There's like, uh, okay, three things that Head of the Class, the original, will be remembered for. One, the Moscow episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. Two,
2: Robin Givens. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. And three... <laughs> he can't say it! <laughs> The three-headed monster that is Brian Robbins, Dan Freshman, and the last one, <laughs> and the, la- the last—he like,
0: can't say his name.
2: I can't. And, I-, I can and, do it
0: if you want me to.
2: And Dan
0: Schneider. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Hey,
1: hey, Chico. No. I couldn't.
2: Stop Stop
1: Chico. Oh, I I oh. could see that joke's coming so much you were hiding your feet in shame.
2: Good on everybody!
1: Because Dan Schneider has a foot yes, fetish. Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. We know. We know. Oh
0: gosh.
2: oh thank God that part of the show is over.
0: Yeah. Now we get to the more enlightening, the, the the better part of television in 2021. Yes. And specifically, we're going to start with like the top TV stories of the past year in our opinions. Now, again, we may not necessarily cover everything, but definitely the the creep factor is extremely low in this segment compared to what we've just dealt with for the last like 45 minutes or so.
2: Uh, Yeah. Well, we start, of course, with Jeopardy. This being the season of the super champ, because I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but do you know the number of shows so far this season that have not had a streaker playing somehow involved?
1: Like less than are you, five? Are you talking
0: about since? Yeah, are you talking about since uh, the season began? Since the season began, yes. Oh, it's it's a low number. It's like four or five. It's four. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, all the other shows either had Matt Imodio, Jonathan Fisher, Andrew He, and current reigning defending champion Amy Schneider.
0: As of the time we're recording this.
1: But let's just say Matt Amodio came at a time when the show really needed something. Yep.
0: Well, also, Matt Amodio, he may have a weird claim to fame. Because unless my math is wrong, or if I j- just don't remember correctly, he was champion with six different hosts.
1: Uh, Let's check J Archive right now and go to it. Live research, everybody. But uh, let me just see. Uh, First couple shows were with Robin Roberts, then uh, LaFor Burton, then David Faber, then Joe Buck. So let's see. That's, that's one, two. That's four so far. That's four.
0: And then Mike Richards is five. Mike Richards is five. And then Ken.
2: And then Ken yeah. is six. And then actually.
1: Did he go to yeah.
2: Miami? Yeah, we went with Miami. Then we went with Ken.
1: Okay, so seven? So, so seven?
2: Matt Amodio played. No, Matt... no, oh, no, no, no. no Maya. He, he never played with Ken Jennings. Okay. He never played with Ken Jennings. Okay, oh. so that's
1: six. Hmm. Dang. Ken's first episode was November 8th.
0: Okay. Well, you show me any other champ on any other show anywhere in the universe who plays under six different hosts. Just not happening. Nope. I think that's amazing. But also that shows us how wacky uh, the, the post Trebek search was.
1: Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> hey, talk about six people who have never been in my kitchen, huh?
2: Well, if you watch them from your kitchen, they've all been in your kitchen. That yeah. makes sense, right? Okay.
0: but But also, it brings up an interesting scenario Because what happens in the next tournament of champions? Because technically, what do you have right now? Five people have
2: qualified? We have 10 people who have qualified since the last tournament of
0: champions. Okay. all right, That's a little bit better. But still, I mean, are we going to have five more five-time champions in the next however long it's going to be?
2: We're going to have the college
0: winner, obviously. Okay, the college winner. All right. Is the professor's could... tournament winner going
2: to count? Well, yeah. professor's I, I... tournament winner does count.
0: Yeah, I included that in the count, yeah. This may be one of those weird situations where maybe they'll have to go to four-game winners or even three-game winners. Well, they did that last year or the last tournament with uh, the person who ended up beating James with Emma Betcher. the Betcher, yeah. Because okay, he only won three games.
2: Yep. So it's one of those things where, you know, Jeopardy! could invite whoever, wherever at their leisure. So it's going to be an interesting watch whenever it happens. God, please let this happen soon.
0: But also, I'm not going to discount the Professor's Champion. He was good. He oh, was yeah. good. He was very dominant.
2: He was. And he looks like Steve Martin.
0: Oh my, he looks so much like Steve Martin. And and now I'm waiting for, you know, when he returns for the Tournament of Champions for a Steve Martin walk-on.
1: I was thinking that you'd say, now I'm hoping that the next qualifier for the Tournament of Champions is going to look like Selena Gomez.
0: No. (laughs) But to bring this full circle, let's also remember that Steve Martin hosted Jeopardy! 1999 on SNL. He did!
2: He did, yes! Yeah! Everybody with the white afros.
1: What is Baba Black Sheep?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Speaking of must-see events of the last year, If you were looking forward to, let's say, In the Heights, Tom and Jerry, Mortal Kombat, The Matrix, King Richard,
1: Space Jam 2.
2: Space Jam 2. And you didn't feel like going anywhere, HBO's got you.
1: That's right.
2: Because. They had a full year where they decided, you know what? We're going to put everything in the movie theater and we're going to put it on HBO Max as well.
1: Yep. Well, I did see two Warner Brothers movies in the theater this year. I did see In the Heights in the theater, and that was great.
2: I loved In the Heights.
1: Yes. And I saw The Suicide Squad. That was also great. I loved The Suicide Squad. But the best part was, you know what? I want to rewatch the movie. Oh, I can just turn on HBO Max right now and watch The Suicide Squad. I can rewatch The Suicide Squad for the next few weeks before it expires.
2: Yep. And nobody can say boo about it.
1: Yeah. At least you could watch it for free. With Disney Plus, you had to pay 30 bucks to watch Black Widow again.
2: Yeah. Okay, true story. Uh, they do the dive-in movies. Well, when on the uh, Carnival cruise ships, and I was on the Carnival cruise ship, our first dive-in movie was Black Widow.
1: Oh, really? They had it already.
2: They had it already.
1: Well, the movie was sitting on a shelf for a year. They were like, "Well, we have to get this movie out to the cruise ships now, because God knows the cruise ships need some kind of entertainment." True. Although to bring it back
2: to the MCU we knew we were going to see Yelena sometime during Hawkeye.
1: Oh yeah. And you know what? Florence Pugh she was so adorable.
2: She's a cute little
1: killer. Kate Bishop.
2: Why are you, I was like why are you saying my full name like I'm supposed to know who you are? That's funny Kate Bishop.
1: Ugh. But also, the big story with HBO Max in 2021 didn't involve any of those movies from Warner Brothers. It involved a four-year-old movie getting a completely new cut. That would be uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League cut? Yes. Everyone for the last four years on the internet was like, release the Snyder Cut! Release the Snyder Cut! Well, they finally gave you the Snyder Cut in four hours and in glorious one aspect ratio. As it was meant to be! Or, you know, something. On, like, an IMAX screen, but, let's be honest, you could watch it on an 80s big screen TV and... You could say, that's the way it was meant to be seen, baby.
2: Yep, and I'll tell you right now, if you don't have HBO Max, guess what's coming on Blu-ray, son?
1: What's coming on Blu-ray?
2: The Zack Snyder Justice League cut.
1: That's right, I got it in 4K Ultra HD, baby. I got it for $15.99 on Amazon.
2: Yep, and it's in glorious 4x3 ratio, baby. The way God it
1: and did it The way Zack Snyder wanted it. You can, you can get to watch Jason Momoa just throw down that beer can while the water's coming over him anytime you want. And it's so glorious in 4K, baby. Boom! Throw that glass bottle. Boom!
2: And uh, while we're on shows that aired in 4 by 3 the way God intended, we had uh, a bit of a changeover. Remember, for the longest time, I guess Adult Swim was instrumental in bringing Family Guy back to television.
0: It was was very, yeah.
2: It was like DVDs and Adult Swim uh, airings. They found an audience, and Fox was like, you know what? Let's bring Family Guy back and see what happens. It's still going on today. This year, Family Guy made the jump from Adult Swim and the Warner Brothers family to FXX and Freeform. I believe it joins The Simpsons on FXX and joins nothing in particular on Freeform. What the hell?
1: Well, the thing is, they're both Disney properties and now Family Guy's Disney property. That is
2: correct.
0: Well, also, FXX, I think, is starting to make itself into an animation network because they air King of the Hill, they air Futurama, they air the Cleveland show, they have uh, their own original show, Cake, they have Archer, they have everything, it seems. And I I think even they have ads touting, like, wall-to-wall animation from no later than noon till 4 a.m. every day, so that's 16 hours.
1: So, basically, animation dominations now on FXX.
0: Well, I don't think they have Bob's Burgers. They have newer reruns of Bob's Burgers, not the first, probably, I'm guessing eight or nine seasons, but they show, like, the last one or two yeah, seasons. The, per-
2: the first few seasons are still on Adult Swim. For now. Because, for, that. for now.
1: For now. Yeah,
0: for now. Because they're moving.
1: Okay. So, pretty much Disney will have their entire fox vintage lineup all on fxx
0: yeah and actually right now as we record this fxx is actually showing uh all the family guy episodes from now until new year's day and i think it's a 24 7 marathon there's no paid programming in the dead of night
1: oh wow that's yeah. awesome
0: Well, I mean, they did that with The Simpsons when they first got it. Yeah. If you remember, yeah, they had like, for what, 10, 14 days, every wall-to-wall Simpsons. And I think they started it or at least ended it with The Simpsons movie. Yeah, they're doing something similar now with Family Guy.
1: FXX, the new home of Family Guy, but Adult Swim will always have the memories watching family guy runs in 2004 at midnight
0: in beautiful four by three ratio zach snyder just, just
1: like zach snyder wanted
0: <laughs> hey speaking of cartoons let's well it's sort of cartoony it's let's cartoonish, do, it's, cartoonish. It's, it's cartoon adjacent Let's talk about a cartoony thing from like 20 to 25 years ago that really set the internet ablaze. Uh, This is back in about September-ish? Yeah. August-ish? Yeah. So everybody uh, of a certain age remembers Blue's Clues. Oh, yeah. And the internet lost its collective poop When Steve, the original Steve, came back and posted a video basically saying, I miss you. It's been a long time. Hey, you're looking pretty good. Hey, you've got kids. How's the family doing? And the internet lost it.
2: Internet (laughs) lost its complete. And you know what? For good reason. It seems like we all grew up. With the reassuring voice of Steve Burns asking where his puppy is.
1: It's right over there, stupid! It's in the tree! It's in the tree! That's what I said in every episode. <laughs> Steve, it's in the damn tree! Just look behind you!
2: And when he sort of left, it's sort of like... It was this big freaking thing... When he left the show, all of a sudden it just became this really, really big thing. and Nobody knew how big it was going to be until it happened. And now here's Steve coming back and all of a sudden it's like... Ah. All the feels came out for that one. I'm sorry. All the feels came out for that
0: one. And he's like forty-eight years old, and he still looks like he's like twenty-two.
1: Except now he's bald.
0: Well, well you, you, people can shave their heads, but still, it's like time has stood still. He 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 doesn't age.
1: Just like me, I haven't aged a day since two, since like nineteen ninety-four. I could probably still pass for the under twelve promotions at City Field if I tried. Do
0: you really want a Mrs. Met bobblehead that badly?
1: Tell you what, a Mrs. Met bobblehead would look pretty damn good on my shelf. (laughs) Next to the Max Scherzer bobblehead I'll probably get next year.
0: Oh, yeah. Invariably, that's going to happen.
1: Okay, so next... Oh, Chico. Oh, the activist.
2: Oh, my.
1: Can we explain what this was about?
2: Someone's got to explain to me what this is about. (laughs) Hold on, the the activist was. Oh God! So the activist was this uh, sort of reality show where it was they were going to find the um, they were going to find out who could be the biggest viral activist on television. Yeah. People did not take kindly to that. Um, In fact, um, this was, like, greenlit over the course of the summer, right? Yeah. It was, like, it was going to be this big thing with Julianne Hough, Priyanka Chopra, Jonas, and Usher as judges.
1: Who are three people that have never been in my kitchen? I would love to have Usher in my kitchen.
2: You would love to have Usher in your kitchen. Yes, he would teach you how to, you know, do the one two step sort of thing. Yeah,
1: I would love to have him teach me how to dance.
2: Okay, so they were going to act like this, these judges on this thing, and then the internet had a collective meltdown, including an apology from one of the hosts. And in September, they announced, you know what, we're going to reformat the show, we're going to drop the competitive elements, and this is going to be a documentary instead of an actual competition. In fact, I got a quote here. It has become, this is CBS in a statement. It has become apparent that the format of the show is announced distract from the vital work these incredible activists do in their communities every day. And then Global Citizen came out with its own, because Global Citizen was behind this, came out with its own sort of spiel. They said, global activism centers on collaboration and cooperation, not competition. We apologize to the activists, hosts of the larger activist community. We got it wrong. It is our responsibility to use this platform in the most effective way to realize change and elevate the incredible activists dedicating their lives to the progress around the world. They declined to comment further. So yeah, they're not it's like I'm wondering if they're even going to uh air this? Like are they even gonna air this?
1: Probably not.
2: They're probably gonna, you know, if it were, they're, they're probably gonna slide it on Paramount Plus and hope that nobody notices.
1: Yeah. Just like how nobody noticed Million Dollar Miles last episode. am I right, Mike?
0: Well, now hold on a second. Do you remember? I think I was one of the few people who's like, "Hey, it's on CBS Sports Network." It, it did air or burn off on CBS Sports. Are, network. are we
2: talking about billion Dollar Mile because that aired on the network proper too?
1: Yeah,
0: that it, well, it did air on the proper network proper, but uh, it got burned off on CBS Sports Network. Yes. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that at some point because Tim Tebow almost Tim as Tebow. dislikable as as Tom Brady in these
1: parts. Oh yeah. Hey, you know Urban Meyer's run as a Jaguars was going to be so terrible when he couldn't even block as a tight end.
2: Yeah, mop wop.
0: Why did he think he'd be a tight end? Why do, th- why do you
1: Why do you think he could be a minor league baseball player with the Mets? Mm,
0: but at least he got what two or three seasons out of that. Yeah. The only reason That's he got true. two or
1: three seasons out of that because he was bunched with Cespedes. That was it! That's the only reason why they had to keep him for two to three years. We don't want to upset you when it's Cespedes. Then as soon as he left, it was like... Steve Cohen's first job was, Okay, we're done with you! Alright, well... Forget about that guy. Let's now talk about something fun, Chico. Let's talk about... <laughs> Baron Zemo dance. Just pump your fist. Just do that. And then just do a little... That's all you need to do. Just do the... That's all you need to do. Yeah, just pump your fist. While dancing at a club.
2: While waiting for Sam Wilson and uh, Bucky Barnes
1: I gotta say, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I said this when we talked about in, uh, Into the Spidey verse about Spider-Man Homecoming when we were talking about the Civil War. Good movie, but I did not care for Baron Zemo. Now after watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I love Baron Zemo. <laughs> I completely love him now. Especially his butler guy who we talked about in one episode.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, as we all know, the butler guy, he made that show. No, He did. He
1: was the real star of the show. (laughs) Baron Zemo's butler.
2: (laughs) But now that we've completely lost Mike here, let's get back to, uh, um, oh, well, uh, reboots are still a hot commodity in Hollywood. And the granddaddy of them all is getting a reboot on NBC next year. And that would be the original Law and Order. Dun, dun
1: Well, why not revive Law and Order? I mean, they SVU's still going strong. They have that new Law sh- uh, and Order organized crime show, so it's mm-hmm. like, why not bring back the original?
2: Yep, and I'll tell you who's coming back in the original. We have who is coming back in the original from the I have, original?
1: I have no idea.
2: All we know is that it's coming out early next year. Yeah. And more specifically, February 24th. Ooh,
1: can't wait.
2: Yep. We know who's joining the cast, but she's not necessarily one of the originals. She's uh, Cameron Mannheim. She is joining.
1: Yes! I'm so excited for that.
2: She takes up the S. Apatha Murkison role as. um, As a lieutenant in the NYPD, although she is Kate Dixon, whereas Apotha Murkison was Lieutenant Anita Van Buren. And other new cast members are joining uh, are Jeffrey Donovan and Hugh Dancy. Sam Waterston and Anthony Anderson are returning.
1: Oh, that's good. Well, because Blackish is ending, so of course Anthony Anderson's going to be back on this.
2: Yes. He's going to be taping this, you know, when he's not taping to tell the truth with his mama. Yes. Because his mama makes that show.
1: His mama does make that show. And I'll tell you this, Law & Order coming back, it's a great day to be a theater actor in New York City when Law & Order is back.
2: Yep. That will make your career, my friend.
1: Yep. Just like how Wings made Tony Shalhoub's career. We we'll okay.
2: wanted we'll to get that one more time, didn't
1: you? Yes, one more time in 2021. But okay, now on to a serious story. Um well Brian Williams leaving NBC this year. But where is he going? No one knows yet. He's gonna take like a little break and uh sort things out before he plots his next move. Um some speculation I've heard is maybe he'll join the um, the new CNN Plus app for maybe. that's coming out. Because I know that uh, Chris Wallace is joining the uh, CNN Plus app since he just left Fox News. So, yep, they're trying to get big names for that CNN Plus. So, I don't right. know how many people are going to sign up for that. But Brian yeah. Williams, I mean, for the last, well, couple years after, well, we all know what happened with him. <laughs> how he got... Taken off the NBC Nightly News. And we can, we're not that type of show, but y'all know why he got taken off NBC Nightly News in 2015. But for the last couple years, he's been doing his 11 p.m. show on MSNBC. And it's, it's a bit of, it was a pretty solid, you know, recap of the day's news and events. And let's just say a very tumultuous time when we needed some. Good like news, like a reassuring voice in troubling times, let's say. We need one
2: hundred percent of the news, zero percent of the BS.
1: It's sad that he's no longer gonna be there at eleven PM because I always love to hear him you know talk about the day's events, digest it in a simple way, go to bed, next day happens. There you go. But Best of luck to it, Brian wherever he goes. Indeed. All right.
2: Meanwhile, while we're talking about um, things jumping from one network to another one, the NBC has lost the NHL to ESPN and TNT. That's right. The ESPN is talking about the NHL again.
1: Well, at least Barry Melrose has something to do again.
2: Hey, as long as John Forslund saw his work.
1: Yeah. But you know what, NBC, I think for the last fifteen years, I think they did a very good job with the NHL. Oh, yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: They were like the keepers of the sport for the last fifteen years, and I gotta say, the NHL on NBC theme music, everyone loves the NHL on ESPN music, and I gotta say, it's great to have that theme song back, but. I think the NHL and NBC theme music was just as iconic as Round Ball Rock. Oh.
2: Dude.
0: That may be a debate we don't want to get into at this point.
2: Yeah. While we're on ESPN, though, who the hell is Bishop Sycamore, and how the hell did he get on ESPN?
1: That was the question in September that we were trying to figure out. What the hell is Bishop Sycamore now? Me and Chico talked about this at length on a special episode of "It Was a Thing on TV" presents back when this story broke. But Mike, you weren't here about this, so Mike, this happened in your neck of the woods.
0: Yeah, this is uh, in Ohio, specifically in Columbus. I've never heard of this school before th- this turmoil happened. And actually, within the last couple of weeks, the, uh, the state of Ohio, I'm guessing like the attorney general or, or somebody big in the, uh, uh, in the state, determined that it was just a giant scam. Go figure. Duh. Well, yeah, duh. But I, I think the bigger question is not necessarily who is Bishop Sycamore, but more like how did they... Just totally bamboozle ESPN to get in a game televised on ESPN against IMG Academy, which is probably one of the top schools in the country for sports, period, not just for football. Oh, yeah. And supposedly, like, there's some players that were either had graduated high school or were not high school graduates. They're like 22 years old. (laughs) I mean, this is almost comical. And, uh, but yeah, somehow they they, they got on ESPN and they got their butts handed to them. I don't remember the final score. I remember I got the
2: final score. I know
0: Bishop Sycamore had zero 58 to zero. And I mean, honestly, that could be any game against IMG Academy because. They are the best of the best. They are your future NFL players. Yeah,
2: IMG Academy is basically, yeah. It's it's basically
0: an academy where they prepare their students to make the jump to pro sports. They're the ones who end up going to your big D1 programs, your Ohio State's, or your Florida's, or your Alabama's for football, for basketball, your North Carolina's your the school that shouldn't be named uh, <clears throat> I, I, yeah you know who I'm talking about uh, but, but those types, Gonzagas, again, even Ohio State, you could say there, so yeah, it's amazing that somebody high up at ESPN dropped the ball, but also it's kind of amazing that somebody with Bishop Sycamore convinced them, yeah. I mean, just, that's one heck of a scam uh, that you're trying to sell if you've got people from ESPN and they call you back. And and uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they had some sort of letterhead or uh, how the, the entire uh, scam went or scheme, I should say. It was a scam, but it was a scam, scam too. scheme. Well, but, but tomatoes, thing is, yeah, h- how extensively did they do this? But yeah, it, it's just one of those really bizarre question marks from the year in not just television, but also sports. And it was a big black eye to ESPN. Yeah. I mean, they're the worldwide leader in sports. So you'd think they'd know their stuff about Bishop Sycamore when Nope, they knew as much as we did. Zilch we even less.
1: Nada. well, Another big sports story in television in uh, 2021 was kind of a surprising firing, and it broke, actually, I think while we were taping an episode. But uh, TSN broke up the longtime partnership of Jay Onright and Dan O'Toole by firing Dan O'Toole.
2: Which just came as an absolute shock to me, because those two were as inseparable as peanut butter and jelly.
1: Yeah, I know. I was like, it just boggled me. It's like, if you're going to fire, like, shouldn't you fire both of them?
0: Well, and also remember, they were so good, so big that they actually hosted a sports recap show on Fox Sports 1 when that launched like five years ago.
1: Yeah, B-
2: Fox Sports Live. Before it became absolutely unwatchable.
1: Before it became absolute crap. They were basically the only reasons to watch FS1. Uh, Regis Philbin Online 1. Well, well, that was but, the first but, year. And Katie yeah. Nolan, I guess.
0: Well, but also they had roller games. I-, I think that was more Fox Sports 2, but they're done Fox Sports 1. And also they do have like the Saturday Night Baseball Game of the Week, which I don't mind watching. No. I- But yeah, other than that, and and I will give Fox Sports two credit. They do show Aussie rules football on late night Fridays and Saturdays during that season. Nice. But yeah, I mean, besides that, I don't really watch either of those networks. And we're talking about like this glut of sports networks. And well, we're going to talk about a little bit later about a certain casualty that's going to happen.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, my my sports watching primarily is occasionally ESPN, but primarily I catch the hometown teams on the Bally Sports Networks. Yep. Catch your Guardians on uh, Bally Sports Great Lakes, and you catch your Blue Jackets and Cavs on Bally Sports Ohio. You
1: have two Bally Sports where you live? Yeah, because
0: you got to remember, we have, I'm going back, 30 plus years to the sports channel days that evolved over the years to the different, uh, Fox sports net and, and, yep. uh, Fox sports, Ohio. But then in
1: 2005, Oh, the Indians had sports time, Ohio
0: sports time, Ohio came right. And then once, uh, and then they got bought by Fox. I want to say it was maybe about three years ago or so. So they got into the, the, the Fox family at that point, they kept the name sports time, Ohio, but when the Bally's purchase went down, it became Bally Sports, Great Lakes, and Fox Sports, Ohio became Valley Sports, Ohio.:
2: Yeah, we had a sort of a similar situation where we had Sports South, and when that was bought out by Fox, it became Fox Sports South and then FsN south and. Then it sort of splintered off into Fox Sports Carolinas, and now it's what Valley. Now it's back to be Valley Sports South.
0: Now, it's something like that, and um, it's something like that. And that's actually another uh, story we're going to cover for uh, one of the top stories of this year: is the Fox Sports regional networks becoming Valley Sports. Primarily because Bally's wants a big chunk of of sports, not just showing sports, but betting on sports. That's yeah, the big one. Gambling money. One. That, that, that's where the money's made. And ding, the thing ding, is, if you ding, watch ding, anything, ding, 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 ding. yeah, and if you watch anything nowadays on Bally Sports or even ESPN Two, they show all the lines, they show all the over unders, they show all the odds and probabilities of different bets happening individual games and also who may win the, the big game this year, or who may win the world series. It, it, it's a big business now. And unfortunately uh, something I heard many years ago is becoming true and that's sports really is made for the degenerate gambling community. Now, it they're, oh. I, I, I mean, it, 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 if you look at it, you know, they, they wouldn't be showing all these over-unders and lines and whatnot if they weren't trying to uh, attract that gambler. You know, and the thing is, I'm, I'm one of those innocent slash naive types who, do, well, they can't gamble on sports because it's not going to be legal in Ohio till 2023. But it, it just sort of sickens me to see this. It's it sort of, I don't know. Maybe it's my... There's no my, credibility
1: my, now for any of these networks.
0: Well, nope. well it, it, beyond that, it just sort of tampers with the, the, the natural being of sports just for the fun of the game and whatnot. No, it's now... Yeah, everybody's profiting off of it and I, I don't like... It even like
1: pe- yeah, even like People like Adam Schefter are now being compromised by gambling sites. Like... There's like no objectivity anymore. No. Yeah, you're right. Which scares me because what if we have like another Black Sox situation in sports? Like who's going to be credible on this topic?
0: Nobody. Uh, well, let's clean our hands of that topic. We're talking uh, about sports well, and then well, and then diverting into well, gambling. Well,
1: one thing I want to mention about Bally Sports before we move on. I do like their ticker. The ticker's great.
0: The ticker is great. I, I, I gotta give you credit there. Yes.
2: They do have a
1: nice ticker. But another big story. We talked about Family Guy reruns moving elsewhere. The reruns of Seinfeld moved from TBS and Hulu to Comedy Central and Netflix.
2: So TBS is basically bleeding content at this point. Yeah. it's like What do they have? I guess the only thing they have left are reruns of Rick and Morty. I don't know.
1: No, they got Friends. Well, Comedy Central, I think, now has Friends also. No,
2: no. Well, Nick at no. Night has always had Friends.
1: No. Uh, no. TBS
0: still has Friends, as far as okay. I know. And um, they have, like, George Lopez. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not the, the good old days. They're, they lost a lot of their good shows they had over the last 10 years or so. But, I mean, they still do have, like, American Dad... And uh, we mentioned the Bob's Burgers reruns earlier. They show that uh, with some regularity. But yeah, they they did lose uh, a number of big shows this year. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about uh, one of them when we get to the uh, shows that ended in 2021. A very big show that ended Mm -hmm. in 2021.
1: But I will say, one thing I've noticed, because I have been catching a lot of the Seinfeld reruns on uh, Comedy Central, and I know they recently did like a remit. I think Sony or somebody did like a big remastering on all the episodes and you can tell like, Oh my God, it looks like amazing. Oh,
0: good. Oh, they're beautiful. Oh yes.
1: You could not tell that it was filmed like 25 years ago. It's so insane. It looks like it was shot yesterday, but it's amazing how it's still more popular than ever. Now, especially now that it's on Netflix. All right. But, oh, Chico, a big story in 2021.
2: Yep. Okay, so we're getting a new doctor. We're also getting a new executive producer. But not a new executive producer. It's going to be an old executive producer because Russell T. Davies, the man who ushered in Doctor Who for the Common Era, is coming back to take his roost. So far, that's all we know about what's going on with Doctor Who in 2022.
1: But in 2023 is the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who, and I know, according to reports, Russell T. Davies is planning a special event revolving around the 60th anniversary, so... That'll be exciting. You have a new Doctor, and you're going to have a big anniversary event. What a way to introduce a new Doctor. Oh, yeah.
2: I still remember the uh, 50th anniversary, where we were kind of sort of introduced to... uh... Old grumpy eyes.
1: cold grumpy John Hurt.
2: No, the other old grumpy eyes.
1: Oh, Capaldi?
2: Yep. It's like, just by luck. All oh, 12 of them.
1: No, sir. 13. And it's just Peter Capaldi's eyes. That's all you needed. Or all his old beady eyes. Peter Capaldi's old beady eyes in that one tease. That was it! That was That's it. I was like...
2: That's it! I am dead!
1: I have to see! But but remember, we also got that great scene with Matt Smith and Tom Baker as the curator.
2: Oh, yes! Oh, that was great! That was so wonderful.
1: Oh, yes! And they left it so ambiguous. It's like, was that really the doctor? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Knows. Who? Knows. Knows. Knows.
0: Okay, now you guys are getting me excited about what might be coming up uh, in 2023 with the new Doctor. And just how many old Doctors will make cameos on that transitional episode.
1: Oh, yeah. Because the Tom
0: Baker one, that was amazing. And I'm a very
1: mild Doctor Who fan compared to you two, and I was blown away. Well, you know what else blew us away in 2021? CBS All Access rebranding to Paramount Plus.
2: Yep. It's like this was sort of the side effect of the big deal between Viacom and CBS to remarry and share one big shared media universe. And Paramount Plus was going to be the culmination of that. And it still is. I have the Paramount Plus on my TV. I'll tell you right now. After watching so many uh, live episodes of The Price is Right at work, it starts to pay for itself.
1: Well, I finally just got it. I actually got, yesterday for Christmas, I decided to get myself a one-year annual premium subscription. So, for 100 bucks, I got myself live streaming access to not only my local CBS channel, but I got everything ad-free. yep. Oh, I'm so excited because next year on Paramount Plus, we're going to have, for the first time in glorious 4K, the director's edition, the extended cut of Star Trek, the motion picture in 4K. Now, they only released this back in 2001 On DVD, in regular, plain-ass, standard definition. And people have been wanting this in HD Upgrade for years and years. So Paramount was like, well, guys, next year you're finally going to get it in 4K. And we're going to completely remaster all the effects in the movie. Uh, It's like, let me tell you something. You better Superman 2,
2: the Richard Donner cut this Because 4K, you notice everything.
1: Oh, yeah you notice every
2: so you need <laughs> to step your game up
1: that's right well i can't wait to see all the glorious details of voyager in 4k it'll be amazing mm. all right by the way voyager spoiler voyager is a voyager 6 by the way it's a space probe on the voyager system in the 1970s i'm sorry i ruined a 40 year old movie
2: 42.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, no, 43 next year. It's going to be oh, 43.
2: 43. Oh, okay. 43. 43 years
1: two. old next year. And Chico, we may or may not do a special episode about that next year. We probably will. So
2: Probably will. Be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Uh, and while we're on the subject of media mega mergers, Amazon buying MGM.
1: Who knew that one day Jeff Bezos would own the IP to Spaceballs? That's the takeaway. Okay. That was my big takeaway. Jeff Bezos now owns Spaceballs.
2: Well, I suppose it could be worse. It could be Martin Crowley owning the Masters of Straight Out of Compton.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, you made a former bro reference on this. Well, I made a Dan Schneider reference. (laughs) Might as well make a former bro reference.
2: Now, that was a real jerk move, by the way.
0: Well, also, Greg, you know what this
1: means? Oh, that means that maybe we'll have the possibility, as we mentioned before, of Hollywood Squares being on buzzer.
0: Related, but not where I was going. Jeff Bezos also owns Malcolm.
1: Uh, that is true. He does own yeah. the Malcolm pilot now. Uh, yeah.
2: And by the way, if Jeff Bezos wanted to air Hollywood Squares, he had to get through CBS because they own the format.
0: Well, also, I'm sure at some point after they you know, figure out what they have, you got to figure it's going to end up on Amazon Prime sooner or later.
1: Oh, the original Hollywood Squares, yeah. Well, I'm they just talking about all stuff. the MGM stuff.
0: Talking oh. about American Gladiators, talking about Hollywood Squares. Adam's Family. High Rollers from 1974 to 76 exists. So that would be just a total mind-blower if, say, for the 50th anniversary of that show, that went up on Amazon Prime. Survivor back
1: when it was good. That's true. They do own Survivor. Although Survivor streaming on CBS uh, on Paramount+. Plus, Right.
0: Yes, it's also Also. on Pluto TV. Yeah,
2: you know what else is on Pluto TV?
1: What else is on Pluto TV? Buzzer. Oh, that's true.
2: And this is basically 2021 is basically the year when Buzzer stepped its game up. See, that
1: that is true. Buzzer broke. They broke out in 2021.
0: Yep, in multiple ways. Yes. mm -hmm.
2: One of the big ways they broke out they found and remastered the entire run of yeah
1: at, yeah. at, at least the name
2: of th- the
0: show at least we think they have cuz yeah, they've I only aired they- about 60 episodes thus far they they've aired about half the civilian episodes but they did show the pilots yes Uh, And uh, they, again, like I said, they showed the last probably about 60 episodes. They showed one through seven minus the third. And they've shown 78 to the end of the civilian run, which is 133, I believe. Uh, But they did have a couple of skips, which we think are. No, they got to about uh, November, early November of 79. Uh, They did skip a number of episodes, presumably because PC stuff. But still, they have aired more than we would have ever expected. And also, for the 100th birthday of Betty White Yes, in January, they are going to be showing Celebrity Few with Betty White. Yep. It's unknown if it's going to be the John Saxon episode. I'm though. praying
1: it is. And, I'll here's take anything. The, and
2: here's the thing. You wouldn't think that people would clamor to watch episodes of a 41-year-old game show. But it became a really big hit in 2021 on Buzzer.
0: Oh, it it was a big ratings winner for Buzzer. So I'm hoping right now that they're converting the rest of the episodes, at least the pre-celebrity uh, run, so 1 through 78 or, 7, or 8 through 77 or whatever you want to call it. So after they get through this rerun cycle in about six weeks, maybe come Valentine's Day, they'll be like, Hey, here's episode eight. Here's episode nine. Here's episode, and we can actually see like the genesis of the show, the the progression from uh, maybe an awkward beginning to this is fun. Yeah, this is real fun.
1: And you can tell in the early episodes, like it's a little awkward for Tom Kennedy at first, and then he's
2: trying to explain it as best he can. It's hard to explain off the top like that. I mean, that takes actual study and actual practice
1: effort but he eventually mastered how this game works and man when this game is firing on all cylinders it's a fun half hour to watch it is
0: and and And, now you know why i don't watch tug of words i watch few every day oh i did see tug of words for the first time yesterday
1: how it's was it? It's not a bad little game. I told you it wasn't that bad. It's, it's not that bad. Ahmad is great on it.
0: Uh, you know what?
2: I, I still, you know what? I like it. I still think Ahmad's greatest work, however, is the uh, 1984 post Macy's Day parade.
1: 85, The proposal. 85. Sorry. The proposal that, to Felicia. No, yeah, yes, I think
2: the...
0: we talked about this. I think we said the uh, Willow Bait Inside Stuff era was the
1: best work he ever did. Oh, NBA Inside Stuff was his best work, definitely. Oh, and speaking of buzzer, oh, they not only got few. They also got the Newlywed game, the 90s version of the Newlywed game on weeknights. That's the
2: 90s version, everything after season two, because nobody talks about season one.
1: With Brad Sherwood, no.
2: No, with Gary
1: Kroger. Oh, Gary, oh, because Brad Sherwood was dating game. I'm sorry. Yes.
0: Well, hopefully looking at a bigger picture now that buzzer has gotten their feet in the door with Sony, maybe down the line, they'll get other Sony properties like $20,000 pyramid, $25,000. Joker's wild. Exactly. Stuff they own stuff that has been sitting dormant for basically 20 years. Oh,
1: oh God, that'll be so great.
0: And, My... and buzzer did talk about looking at spinoff channels. Uh, in the upcoming year or so yes so, so maybe there'll be a buzzer too maybe that'll be uh maybe just Fremantle stuff and then on buzzer proper it'll be non-fremantle properties who knows but uh another big takeaway that we learned besides the overwhelming success of few and buzzer as a whole is the money they're generating off of pluto tv
1: oh they're making that virtual breadstick money they're, mm-hmm. they're making
0: real breadstick money. We're, we're not talking uh, any sort of cryptocurrency here. They're making real, real bread, not fake bread.
2: Not fake bread, real Make bread. Cash. And you know what? You know what? Pluto is basically Viacom CBS's license to print money.
0: It is. And they have a channel for everybody. If you don't have Pluto TV...
2: I can tell you right now, I think I spent the entire month of November watching the Bar Rescue channel.
0: And uh, they add channels like every month or so, usually about the first of the month. One that I found recently that I watch almost every night is Pluto Versus. Among the things on Pluto Versus, they do show American Gladiators, they show a Hole in the Wall, they also show uh, Unbeatable Banzuki, one of my favorite shows on G4 back in the day uh this is probably about 14 years ago now but also they show mxc reruns like a four-hour block every night
2: oh my gosh that is amazing oh
0: it is so amazing and also they do have every episode of mxc from all the seasons on demand
1: oh that's great
0: and actually you know what we're gonna uh talk about something related to all this Uh, Specifically, the uh, Banzuki part we just talked about.
1: G4 is back. G4 is back, baby. G4 is back, baby.
0: And it's back to its original state. And what I mean by that is no cops reruns, no cheaters reruns. It's your attack of the show, Kevin Pereira. They even show uh, Starcade. So, this is like G4, like the way it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Yes, sir. The only issue right now, I think, is coverage. I know it's not here on uh, Uverse, which is what I have.
2: No, it's
1: not here either.
2: It's not here either. But it's going to take some time. time.
0: Give it time. As they say, call your your local provider and say, hey, where's my G4? But that is, uh, it's nice to see that back, especially since gamer culture. And anime culture and stuff that G four did really well. That's like really hip nowadays. Yeah. Plus
2: yeah. you got. Plus it becomes relevant to uh, stuff like esports.
1: Yeah, esports oh, is like the, esports is the new hotness now. Absolutely. Yep. But you know what? I'm happy G four is back, especially because one of my my favorites. Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, has a show on G4, so good for you, Xavier Woods. Hey, he's now the king of the ring in WWE, and now he's the king of G4. Good for you, Austin Creed. Yep. Okay. But, oh, in 2021, oh, we had a new show on Netflix come from South Korea. And it became the biggest hit of the year.
2: Oh, but yes. Squid Game. We're talking about Squid Game.
0: And everybody's talking about it. I mean, even my students, uh, high school students, they're crazy over it. Yep. I don't have Netflix. I've seen little bits and pieces, but I I could totally see myself getting into it if I ever got Netflix.
2: You know, it's equal parts fascinating and morbid. You
1: know what's amazing is how they have the the symbols of the PlayStation controller in the game on the show. I know. It's so
2: weird. I'm like... I'm surprised Sony didn't have something to say about that.
0: Well, now, was it just the shapes or did the shapes have the same colors?
2: It was just the shapes. Just the shapes.
0: I think you can get away with it that way. Yeah. If they did have like a blue X and a red square, I think there might be a lawsuit.
1: Although, if they ever make a Squid Game video game, I think I know the platform it's going to be on. It's custom made for it. Hint, it's not Xbox.
2: Nintendo Switch, no.
1: No.
0: I could see it being games. on the Switch. Now, come
1: on. Uh, yeah, I could probably see it too. But let's be honest. It just screams PlayStation. Big marketing opportunities right there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. But going from Squid Game, hey, we talked to earlier this year about William Shatner being a rocket man. Well, guess what? It finally happened in real life. Ooh. Rocket well, Man. William Shatner became a literal rocket man. He went up into space at ninety years old. At ninety years old,
2: I, does that make him the oldest person to go into space? Or I no? think
1: I think that does because John Glenn was like in his late seventies, wasn't he? No, I, no, I think John
0: Glenn was uh, closer to eighty or so. But regardless, yeah, ninety definitely gets him in. Uh, is the oldest in space? Now, admittedly, space. I'm guessing the definition is yeah, you know, 55 miles above the Earth's atmosphere, which is technically space. It isn't what John Glenn did, which is actually going to outer space. No, no, no not to get all scientific, we
2: not to be a pedant about it, but
0: but also, Shatner wasn't the only TV star to go into space this year. No, nope. oh, really.
2: Michael Strahan becomes the first football player slash broadcaster slash game show host to enter
1: space. No, because Shatner technically would be the first because he was on show. But with the he Money. Was, but was Shatner on the New York Giants, though? That is true. William Shatner never won a Super Bowl <laughs> with the Giants.
2: William Shatner never won a Super Bowl with the Giants. Thank you.
0: So the correlation we have here is that one hundred percent of celebrities that have gone into space. Have also been game show hosts.
1: Yes, yeah, I guess so.
0: All right, there we go.
1: Are you guys not going to mention that John Glenn was a contestant on Name That Tune? Why am I always having to do the heavy leg work for you, bozos? But fifty percent have been a captain of a store ship, and the other fifty percent won a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, the other fifty percent are in the NFL Hall of Fame in Canton.
1: Hey, who's to say William Shatner might make the Hall (laughs) of Fame in Canton for something? Who knows?
0: Who knows? Yeah, I'm sorry. I could just see Joe Burrow after his record-setting game today. (laughs) Hey, Joe, is there anything you'd like to tell your fans? Yeah. Rips off a mask. I'm actually William Shatner, bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So so it's like, William Shatner's basically Joe
2: Burrow before he has a Snickers.
1: Jeez! Oh, oh hey speaking of the nfl guys let's segue into something that we thought when we heard about this was gonna be like this seems like the dumbest thing ever this is so stupid
0: and, and we, we did a live
1: show on it that's how stupid we thought it would be it turned out to be the most fun thing ever And me, who has grown cynical and hates the NFL so much, was like, oh, my God, if every NFL game was like this, maybe I'd still watch. Well, it's coming back uh, later
0: this year uh, in 2022. With the
2: the same people involved. That's right.
0: Well, for the most part. Okay. In terms of the people on screen uh, delivering play-by-play and analysis, yes.
2: Yes. Uh, uh, Noah Eagle. It's going to be Noah Eagle. Nate Burleson and Gabrielle Nevea Green.
1: Yeah, and Nate Burleson yeah, yeah, but, but, is on everything CBS Paramount related these days. Yes,
0: yes, he is. But I, I was talking about the fact that we're probably not gonna have Mitch Trubisky in it. And oh, I don't yeah. think we're gonna and I don't think we're gonna have Jimmy Graham running
1: for cover this time. <laughs> oh, no. no, Jimmy Graham. If he just
2: got slimed, this wouldn't have happened. If he
1: was just gotten virtually slimed, I know it was late in the game and the touchdown didn't mean anything. But come on, Jimmy. You should take your sliming like a man. Do it for the kids. Do it for the kids. Do
2: it for the kids.
1: But the best part of that game was the MVP voting. Which and during the broadcast, I said someone has to be rigging this vote because (laughs) there's no way Mitchell Trubisky is the best player in the game. And then we found out somebody was indeed rigging the votes, and it was PFT commenter rigging the vote. Oh boy! So Mitchell Trubisky could be the MVP. And guess what? During training camp. There was a picture of PFT and Big Cat from Port in My Take taking a picture of Mitchell Trubisky with the MVP award. I've seen it.
0: Yes.
2: I've seen it. It is a thing that exists.
1: (sighs) But, (sighs) hey... Chico, you have to be proud. Your alma mater produced an MVP award winner.
2: My alma mater produced an MVP award winning quarterback.
0: Hey, also, that MVP award winning quarterback, he lives, I I presume he lives here, at least his family still lives here, like seven miles from here.
1: Oh, you know what? He's he's a
0: Northeast Ohio boy.
1: Well, you know what? His hometown should have a plaque that says, home of MVP award winner, Mitchell Trubisky. I
0: will bring that up to Mentor City Council next time I go to one of their meetings, which is probably never.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, hey, a big story this year is, wow, Mark Horman is leaving NCIS.
2: Wow, but he's the face of the franchise. What are they going to do after that?
1: I have no idea. But, wow, he's been with that show since it started, and that's been on since 2003.
2: Yeah, re- remember NCIS was basically the spinoff off of JAG, which was given a chance on NBC and failed. CBS picked it up and ran with it.
1: Yes. That was probably the worst move Warren Littlefield ever made. Yeah. And he's made some bad moves. But that had to be the worst because CBS got two franchises out of it. So yep. yeah. Uh well, more Corman, the face of that show. I uh, don't know what they're gonna do who they're gonna I don't have they announced a replacement for him yet?
2: Uh, I imagine it's somebody who was brought on, but I Not know who, yeah, because I
1: don't watch NCIS, so I don't know. I haven't heard anything, so I guess we'll find out near uh, okay.
2: Oh, all right, wait, hold on, hold on. We have this quote. It was Gary Cole, oh, who spoke out after replacing him. He says he's not old, he's not as old school, he tries to get his hands on new tech gadgets. He's not trying to be Mark Harmon, though,
1: okay. But Gary Cole, that's a good choice.
2: You know what? Gary Cole's a very versatile actor.
1: Yeah? You love Gary Cole, so...
2: Future installment, Midnight Caller. Hello?
1: Midnight Caller, yeah. American Gothic, I think, is also a future installment.
2: And, of course, who can forget uh, Harvey Birdman, attorney
1: at law? That's true. I'll take the case! Alright. But, hey, could you believe, guys that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia became the longest-running sitcom in US TV history this year. Wow.
2: And um, much deserved, I must say. Yes. It's, it's, like, it's always sunny is basically to Americans what Letter Kenny is to Canadians.
1: I never thought I'd ever hear It's Always Sunny compared to Letter Kenny. But Okay.
2: Yeah, it's it's long-running, it's slice of light, it's absurdist, and it's absolutely freakishly popular.
1: And the one thing I love about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and this is the best part, is the longer it goes, and the older the characters get, the more pathetic they get. And that's what makes it even more funnier, is the older they get, the more pathetic they are. (laughs) That they're the same. Yep.
2: (laughs) Just like real life, the older we get, the more pathetic we become. It's like all of a sudden we realize how pathetic we become, and then we become more pathetic.
1: But the best episode I thought this season was the episode where the flashback, when they were at the Roar rink, and you got to see, like, the origin stories for Sweet D, and basically Dennis realizing they, tennis basically becoming the pervert he became because he watched <laughs> his dad have sex with some whore.
2: That's basically how it happens, yes.
0: And you see, my big takeaway was Mac and his killer Hornets starter Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: That show at Hornets oh, jacket was yeah. awesome. I
2: love that. And yo, I think my brother had that jacket in
0: high school. Take that jacket off, dude. How many times do I have to tell you you can't wear street clothes at work? What are you talking about, man? This jacket's fat as hell. It may be fat, but you're not supposed
1: to wear it, all right? And you're not even repping Philly, dude. Well, the Hornets have the coolest colors, man, and I got to look fat because I'm out there selling weed, and you got to look fat if you're selling weed. You know, I had a sweet Notre Dame starter jacket back at there on that same time, too, that my mom probably got at Bob's for one Christmas.
2: I had an Orlando Magic jacket. I got an Apis for a Christmas.
1: Oh, wow. And
0: we should add that uh, It's Always Sunny. Now that it has 15 seasons under its belt, it surpassed the uh, the 14 seasons that uh, The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet had. Wow. But finally, for our top TV stories of 2021, hey, WGN America, it officially became News Nation. And guess what? Nobody gave a
1: sh** no one nope. cares that's,
0: it. that's top stories of 2021 well,
1: Yep, yeah, that's it we that's basically said everything about news nation 2020 so screw it
0: you know, they, they, they did add dan abrams i'll give him a little bit of credit there I, and i do I, I think everybody likes dan abrams we loved him on live pd and dan abrams does a heck of a job with court cam on a and e oh yeah But it's just nobody's watching News Nation, Mm. And the thing is, it's probably going to become a full-fledged competitor to the other news networks in the next year or so. Because I think they air, I want to say, at least eight hours of news a day now. I think it's from 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. or 3 a.m.
2: It's like they air eight hours a day of news and eight hours a day of Matlock.
0: And eight hours a day of Last Man
1: Standing. What are they going to do with The Last Man Standing reruns? Now it's going to be News Nation. Oh, hold on. I didn't realize Ashley Banfield's now on News Nation. You didn't know that? No, I did not. She's been there since like March. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, she, uh, she started, I think, in March. And Dan Abrams, I think, came aboard in September or so. Okay. I mean, they do have names, but the problem is nobody's watching. And that's in spite, and we mentioned this, I believe, in the year end show last year. My Fox affiliate is uh, owned by uh, Nexstar, which uh, owns uh, News Nation. They promote News Nation every night. And supposedly, News Nation was only getting like 50,000, 60,000 viewers, which is nothing.
2: My CBS affiliate is owned by Nextstar and they pimp out News Nation to the point where I can't watch them anymore.
0: No, I, I can't really say I've seen a lot of News Nation when there's better options out there, not just news options, but just better options, period. Yeah. Going back to Pluto TV, we mentioned earlier. Wall
2: to right. all bar rescue.
0: That does it for the first half of the 2021 Year in Review. Coming tomorrow will be the second half of the 2021 Year in Review, including our favorite shows of the year, shows that ended in 2021, and the people we've lost in the year 2021. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you tomorrow with the second half.